Two dub dads discuss daughters being understanding, sharing partners. parental responsibility, conception. Hello, I'm Boogie and he's John Mellis, and we are Two Dud Dads. This is our How to Be a Dad podcast. We've got experts close by to try and make us all better dads. Our dude dads are radio DJs Grant Stop and Gary Spence. Now, Grant's got two kids, Sam and Laurie, who are both grown up now. Um, he's got lots of experience to pass on. And Gary is a dad to twin girls, <gasps> Holly and Rachel, as well as a son, Charlie. They are uber qualified to tackle any dilemmas and dish out the dad vice. Uh, and Bex is a women's health expert. We thought you might need to, if like most of Britain, you got fed up with the telly in lockdown and ended up making your own fun. Uh, Bex is a pregnancy guru and here in a second to talk uh, about things like antenatal classes. I should just say if you are pregnant, but you've only just found us at episode four, go back to episode one. You'll get everything you need up to this point. And this is a stage of pregnancy where you need to put your feet up more. Maybe start thinking about names. Now, whilst you put your feet up, mum, relax to the two dud dads official season one playlist designed specifically for this moment with loads of songs about having kids and what they mean to you. Mum's going to love it. It's all for her. After one song right in the beginning about dad's involvement in the entire process, it is right at the start. Which song do you think starts our playlist, Boogie? Uh, It only takes a minute by take that... (laughs) Or short, short man, no. Um, find out for yourself on Spotify. Search for Two Dud Dads in the playlist. Two Dud Dads with the poor nice lady. Oh, we're getting ready for our baby, doing all the stuff like buying buggies and cots and painting nurseries and heading to antenatal classes. Are they worthwhile, Bex? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's a few reasons why you'd want to go to an NCT or a. there are a lot of variations depending on where you live in the world. There's no NCT in Australia, for instance. So wherever you are in the world, there will be some kind of childbirth education classes or courses that you can do. They're starting to pop up online as well now. So definitely recommend it. So, I mean, it's, it's something I'd never heard of before Before we had our wee one. But so you, you say, oh, we need to go to NCT classes. It's basically all the new mums and dads. You're all in the same ship at the same, roughly the same time. Um, yeah. Most, I would say mostly first-time parents. I know that our group was pretty much all first In fact, they were all first-time parents. Um, maybe six couples, uh, six to eight couples. Um, and it, it's everything from uh, from learning about the childbirth process to to how to change nappies and everything, isn't it? That's what it's all about. That's right. The childbirth process, these classes are basically like a really, depending on how long, some are like once a week for six weeks or eight weeks and some are like a weekend course. But it, it goes through everything from labour, like all the interventions and what do you need to know because you don't want to turn up to the hospital and have to have a Caesar and not know what's going on. So they go through all the different interventions. They go through a lot of the prevention things that you can do. Then they go through like straight after what happens, how it works, and and then you do the swaddling and feeding type things. In terms of mum and where she is in the pregnancy, what, what do partners need to understand at this point? What can we do to be helping? So if you're looking at the third trimester, which is generally when you're doing the classes, it's uncomfortable. It's it's really uncomfortable. The baby is squashing your bladder. Um, it can sometimes have its little feet tucked in under your ribs uh, and your stomach is being squashed. So, again, um, be careful about making sure that the dad is 
helping out in the kitchen because honestly it makes all the difference in the world um and slowing the mum down a little uh giving her some foot massages would be lovely at this point yeah Painting toenails, I did that. Sounds like a lot of hard work, to be honest. It was doing that in the first place that led to the pregnancy. <laughs> I'm going to say you should all be woke enough to go and do it anyway, so you should yeah. be sharing the tasks, but whatever. Yeah, shaving yeah. legs, painting toenails, and obviously that's that's right. Lynn, I had to do Lynn as well. Um, as well, yeah. <laughs> uh, did you go to NCT classroom? Uh, yeah, we, we went we went to antenatal classes. I, I I remember there um just I think it was like the, the second last class and the person taking the class took out this like sort of shopping bag and she said, Right, we're gonna pass the bag around the class and uh, just take whatever's there out of the bag, you know, just lucky dip and we'll then talk about it and why it's gonna be part of uh your your childbirth process. And I made the ill advised crack. Well it's unless like ready steady cookie. Yeah. <laughs> I said, Well unless there's a beer in there, that I'm you know, there's there's no point in me being here. <laughs> then found myself frantically scanning the room for the best exit to try for in the hope of survival. Um so yeah, the, the, the there are various things that happen at antenatal class that you probably shouldn't do. What about you? Yeah I did. We went and I was a bit meh before I went. I was like do you know what, I mean? what are we really going to learn? You know, I mean, I was in my forties by this stage. I've been to a school for thirty years, and um, I was a bit apprehensive about going. But what I will tell you, the best thing about it is that the people that we met, we've stayed really good friends yeah, with. Yeah. I think that's one of the major benefits of uh, yeah, going to those and, classes. And because you you do one, once the baby's there, you find that you know, mum. Um, has maybe some maternity leave at the same time as other women that yeah. she knows with babies. They've got nothing really else to, to you know, no, no other friends What's are all working during way. the day. Yeah, um, so they, so they can go out together. And, and I found with the dads, um, we, you know, we went out for, for beers. We had, you know, sort of head wetting all together. And it, it, was, it was really good. So um, of everything that we got from the class, which was good, the, the, the friendships that came from it were were actually far better, more, much more of a benefit, I'd say. Hey, Bex, listen, tell us about beer and birthing. Yeah, so once upon a time, what? I used to... Yeah, <laughs> at the same time? <laughs> I, uh, not at the same time. I used to um, run a class for dads and or partners um, that was really like, come and have a beer, let's have a chat about what does a support person do in the room? Because one of the things that most of these childbirth education uh, classes don't do is actually kind of concentrate on the dads or the partners who aren't going to experience the the birth in in the same way as what the mum does. A lot of the focus is on the mum. So I used to teach a class that was specifically around what do you do? What is what is a if you're going into a room with a labouring woman? How do you how do you deal with some of the things that come up, like the first thing that comes up is poo. Um, how do you deal with, is, is she going to poo? Um, what do I do when she does poo? And those kind of questions. And you kind of sit, have a beer and get it out of your system so that you can ask the dumb questions. And then we go into like some of the positions and like uh, when do you do timing? What does timing mean? How do you, how do you lower your own anxiety to help the labouring mum get through because that's actually really important what kind of things do you need to take into the room because the partners quite often the mums will pack their bag and then you 
the, the dads or the partners will completely forget to pack anything for themselves. So you need to pack some shorts or some swimmers. You need to pack some toothbrush and toothpaste because she's smell sensitive. You might be going in the middle of the night with manky breath. So you need to think of that. Some, some, uh, sometimes you need to shave because your beard might be spiky and she might need to touch you. So, um, so there's little tips and tricks like that that I used to teach that um, just kind of help the dads have something to do or know why they're doing it because yeah because um, I mean you could be there for a long time and we our yeah our labor was over 24 hours 20 wow. 25 hours yeah from yeah. the moment well I say longer than that it's probably closer to 30 hours by the time she she went into labor in the very early hours of the morning when I was at work um and then I came home we went in it was like 7 a.m and it was 7 30 the next morning when Amelia was born so yeah, you've got to have you know something to do, you know, some Sudoku or crossword. <laughs> I, or something. I don't kind of recommend Sudoku, um, but yeah, it, it's around sort of what what is the role that a dad has got in the room, and uh, it's about being present. So it's about putting your phone away, and it's about like she can't stop having the contractions, so you shouldn't just distract yourself. So being in the room, um, massage, helping, making sure she's had enough water because one of the really good things that a dad can do in labour or a partner is um, to make sure that every other contraction they have some water and then after two glasses of water, some electrolytes to make sure because if she vomits, dehydration becomes an issue. If she doesn't vomit, going to the toilet a lot, the bladder will release and that will the baby can get lower. So going to the toilet a lot, drinking a lot, going to the toilet a lot helps the baby progress down. So that's a really good thing to be able to do. So, yeah, so don't take Sudoku in. <laughs> so, so, Please. So, it was one book. Come on, Bex, I took one book in with me. <laughs> uh, so far, things have been going great guns. I'm problem-free for the most part in our episodes today. But next time... Uh, is different. It's a conversation that we have to have, uh, and Bex will be here to steer us through it as we look at things going wrong in a pregnancy. Two dud dads, the dude dads. Our dude dads, Grant Stott and Gary Spence, are here to give us some dad advice. And our dilemma this week is actually quite a serious one. It's from Pete in Glasgow. Now, Pete's got a wee girl called Chloe. She's having a bit of a tough time at school. Her so called pals have ditched her, and she kind of finds herself at break time and lunchtime not really spending any time with anybody, just sort of hanging out herself, which is really sad. Nobody wants to see that. Uh, no apparent reason. Um, Pete wants to know what he can do to try and help. Uh, he doesn't want to upset her. He, doesn't, he just wants to find out what's going on. Maybe there's something behind the scenes why um, she's kind of been left on her own. So it's quite a serious one this week. Um, Grant, I'll start with you. So one aspect of parenting that always really upset me and, and always really not not even necessarily with my own kids but when you heard about it happening to to their pals or things like that the, the whole bullying the whole falling out it can be really hard it's really tough and and then the thing is you can only relate you can only go back to how it was for you because you know something that we've, i'm sure we've all experienced uh, in our own childhood in some way shape or form when when you know unpleasant things happen and um, it's just trying to assure them that it will pass and they will get through this and you know then you know and things they will find other friends and things will be better 
but uh, when you're in the midst of it, when, when it's going on, it's it's really hard because all you want to do as a parent is make something better or make anything that's painful or nasty go away. And things like this, you can't. You can't make that not in their tummy when they get up in the morning because they're going to go to school. You can't make that go away, but you want to. And that's that's one of the most frustrating aspects of parenting when things like this happen. So it's um, uh, I can really I can really appreciate and 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 feel for the situation. But uh, yeah, it's 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 hellish. But I used to just sort of dig deep in how explain how it was for me because i experienced it as a as a as a kid i was bullied and uh it was it was hard but just try to reassure them that it's it's not how it's going to be it's not always going to be like this it's not going to be like this forever i'm guessing i'm guessing gary different different for twins right so if if one of your girls is uh is being bullied then she can knock about with her sister there's a support network there yeah you're right people who bully are generally a bit messed up so whatever race they are, it would just be about convincing them that that person will end up feeling worse about that later in their life than they do. And as Grant says, it will have passed. Grant, did you, um, with, with Sam as a lad, did you ever actually get into any, any physical fights? Or, I mean, Laurie could have as well, I suppose, with the girls. I mean, did he but, get you know, in, the, in the fisticuffs? Yeah. Uh, and and no. how do you stop yourself as a dad <clears throat> if that happens to your kid? Um, how do you stop yourself from yeah. going along kicking f at the weekend? This kid, this coming your boy hiding. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's. Thank again, again. Thankfully, uh, you know, Sam had you know he had issues with other boys in his class. He had issues with 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 other boys, um, but it, it never really got to that 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 stage where he was fighting in the in the the meadows after school or anything like that. It, it didn't come to that. And Sam, I think, is is pretty much like me. He's not a fighter. He's never been a fighter. He's never. I mean, you know, I think I can count on one hand. You know, the actual fisticuffs that I've I've had, and and that was at high school. And uh, and I don't think, as far as I know, Sam has never been in a fight square on fight either. And you know, and it is either either some people have that mentality to that. that fighting and, and punching is the way and, and kicking is the way out and fight your ground and stand your ground and I've never been like that because I'm not that kind of guy I'm not a I'm not a hard man I'm not a, I mean I'm a lover not a fighter and and so that's maybe where Sam gets it from as well because that's not what that's not the environment he's been brought up in and I know that there are a lot of kids who are like you know if, if he kicks you on the bottom on the, on, the, on the football part you make sure you kick him back and blah 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 never done that with Sam you know and uh, so in turn I don't think he's a particularly aggressive person I think he's a, and, and as far as I know um, he's he's not had a, a sort of square go or a fight. Okay. See, my, my, my wee girl is, uh, she's gone through this sort of thing in the last couple of weeks, actually, where, so we're in a wee village, and uh, the school classes, there's, there's like 30 kids in the entire school, and the school classes are P1 to 3 and P4 to 7. That's it, they're, they're composite classes. Uh, and her year is, she's in P7 now, her year is all girls. So... Uh, you can imagine, you can imagine what that's like. And if if one of them decides they're not speaking to you, then all the others sort of go with that one, and you're you're left in your own in the playground, literally left oh, in your own. That's heartbreaking. It's so, horrible. So what I did was I took all their bikes and I threw them in the river. <laughs> <laughs> but what you what you got to do? So I think if you broaden the horizons, if you get them going to like clubs and things where they meet kids that are not within their school network, that are out with. That they're maybe going to see when they're going to go to secondary school so they've got then a leg up when they get into the big school and they already know half the uh half people in their year i think that's that's one way around it but john that's good advice and and you know you're supposed to be a dad dad 
I know. So, sorry, yeah. so, but, sorry, mate. But it's, uh, it's interesting because primary schools do that. You know, when they see it, there's a little tight group, a tight clique. You know, that's what happens when they go up to the high school. They split them up. You know, they, they, they break yeah. them up and put them into different classes because that is only going to get tighter and tighter and tighter. If you, and so they, 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 you know, they've got to spread spread them around and get them introduced into other, you know, friends and, and, and peers. And and I think that's a, a very clever thing that they do because it does stop that kind of tightness of, the, of cliques. And Laurie, again, we encouraged her to, to have friends away from school and away from that group at school and she did and she's she's all the better for that because she has interest in she can she can go and have a great time with them she could go and have a great time with them but it's not just that same type you know group all the time so you go that's uh, that's one way of doing it you broaden your horizons i guess and another thing is to uh, to make sure that your kids know that they're great and that everyone else is wrong uh there goes this <laughs> week's dad vice uh remember if you have a dilemma oh hang get, on. Uh, yeah. sorry i what, know mate? i know we've, we're now on week three but this would be a good time uh, to maybe share my uh, oh, very, yeah, joke. very funny oh, my dad joke. joke. Yeah, I've been so Because I know Gary, uh, Gary, Gary's been texting me. He really wants to know what the gag yeah. is. So you can yeah. share it. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. well, this... Go on in. Go on in. Do it now. Go on. No. Yeah. Aye. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Here's my joke. <laughs> look at this on my phone. <laughs> oh, if it's going to take a while. Do you know what? If you're going to take all night, let's just forget no, it's just it. Gonna, no, 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 no. I just want to make sure that I've got it right because it's always in the delivery. I tell you what, we'll, 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 well, you We're practice it for, for next week and, and we'll, we'll do it then, yeah? Oh, f oh f Right, okay. <laughs> In the meantime, if you have a dilemma, search Two Dad Dads on Twitter or Facebook or find us at twodaddads.com. Go on, in, just let me do my joke. Hi, I'm Amelia and you're listening to my daddy on Two Dad Dads. Now, Dude Dads are having next episode off uh, the podcast because we're heading for something a little bit different and it wouldn't feel right to have them on the show next time. It's important that we look at this and it may be the most important help that we can hand out all season because we're going to look at what happens when things go wrong. Yeah, we've got an absolute wealth of contacts and advice. And as always, you'll be able to find that in our show notes as well as online at twoduddads.com or on our Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Just search Two Dud Dads to find us. If this is the first time you stumbled across our podcast, please rate and review us, say nice things uh, and subscribe so you get our show every week wherever you check out your podcast. Have a fab week and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>